Hey friend, welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where we are all about taking inspired action towards showing up as the most confident and authentic version of ourselves. My name is Jess Bergio, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur dedicated to sharing the behind the scenes of how others created a life and business of their dreams. Each week, you can count on multiple episodes bringing you an inside look at how you too can create the life and business of your dreams. Life and business isn't meant to be done alone. Join the Beauty Inspires Beauty community where we connect each week to share our goals, dreams, and aspirations every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I am your host here with our co-host, the beautiful Sarai Spear, and we are going to be talking to you guys today about how to recognize when you've outgrown your environment. I was like, oh, this is already deep. I can tell we haven't even jumped in and it's already getting so deep. So buckle up and hang on, mother Buckle up, buttercups. Get ready for some laughs and your cheeks to be hurting and tune in. Both sets, both sets, by the way. There's going to be a few clenchy moments in here. I don't know. (laughs) Can you guys see why we're doing a podcast together? I'm like, it would be a disservice if I did not share the Sarai with you. I mean, she's just going to be the Sarai now. Oh, I like that. The Sarai. It's the Sarai and the Jessica. We're literally like the same human. So it doesn't, it's going to be, it doesn't land so good. No, she's (laughs) she's way cooler than me, but that is my expertise is bringing in people that are fucking cooler than me and making me look cool too. Well, get get you some of that street cred. Find you some people that like make you want to be better, a better human. That's really what the key to life is and finding happiness. Truth. Amen. Amen to that. See, I told you we're getting deep already. Here we go. Here we go. Speaking of that, (laughs) this is a perfect example of staying around energy in an environment that lights you up and being around people who bring out the best in you. And, and we know truly deep down who those people are and who those people are not right. If they're in your life right now, whether it's an environment, it's a boss, it's a coworker, it's clients, it's friends, it's a spouse, it's parents, it's whatever people. We know who brings out the best of us and who doesn't, right? We either avoid those people or we're drawn closer to those people. Sometimes I found though, maybe you can relate to this. Some people that we maybe admire or think the world of can sometimes make us feel like we're less than by them being so amazing and great or this pedestal that we've put them up on too. Um, That was the case for me with one of my old bosses. I just thought they were just the most amazing human on the planet. All they did was eat, sleep, and breathe hair. All they wanted to do is talk about creating and doing, and they were such a visionary. And I was like, I could never be away from this magic. It lights me up and it like gets me so inspired, all the talking and stuff. Then after a couple of years, I was like, yo, bro, you got to like integrate some of this stuff. Like you can't just (laughs) fucking be the dreamer who sits in the back and talks about the things. Like, what are you going to do about the things you said you were going to do? I thought we were going to have all this stuff and be doing all these things and you know, here we are three and a half years later, um, love the man still to this day, but that shit didn't come to fruition while I was there because I had to recognize my environment wasn't supporting where I wanted to go. And so for me, that was the first time I was like, Oh shit. Like I, I have to make a decision and, and find somewhere that's going to better support my goals and dreams. Did you have an experience like that at all? When you started out? I've had many experiences along the way, but it's, I want to circle back to what you said, where it's, that you had sort of felt like you outgrew it. And when you said you put this person on a pedestal, like someone that you looked up to and admired. And I think we all do that. 
where we have this idea, this concept of what this person should be and what they should look like and, you know, how they should live and, and all of these things. And we try to package it into this neat little package and then wrap a bow on it. So it fits our expectations. Well, the bottom line is they're fucking human. They are flawed like us, right? So we have these preconceived notions in our head. And that's a lot of times where the disappointment comes from because he, you're whoever you're talking about was just being themselves, right? That was who they are dreamer. Like, you know, and then you tried to package that person into your expectations and put them on your pedestal. True. And I've done that so many times. I'm probably one of the worst people about that where I'm like, oh my God, this person is like the best thing ever. And they're like, not even human. And they're not from this planet. And like, they're so cool. And I want to be like them. And then it's like, oh, Sarai, uh-uh. they take poops just like you. Um, sometimes they let out a fart in public. That's like inappropriate. Like it happens. They're, they're human. And so what it boils down to is we have to step back and we have to look at our expectations of that person. And even our expectations of ourself in those situations. And I have done it plenty of times, my friend, where I've, I've put somebody on a pedestal and then, you know, as I get to know them, I'm like, oh, wait, you're not as shiny as I thought you were, or, oh, oh, I misjudged this situation because we see what we want to see. And it's kind of like when you're in a relationship, like a, let's say a partnership, right? Like with a a romantic lover, Mm -hmm. um, the shit that you used to let slide when you were dating and you thought it was cute now makes you want to smother them with a fucking pillow 10 years later. Throw punch. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep. Uh huh. But it's one of those things like we, we overlook it because it's shiny. It's new. It's, it's, you know, all of these bright, shiny, fun things, but the reality is when we start digging and we start scraping away our expectations, um, that's when shit gets real. And I have stayed in, in situations and relationships, whether they're, you know, romantic or, you know, a business partnership, or I've stayed in relationships too long because I did put that person on a pedestal and I thought they could rescue me or fix everything or, you know, make all my wildest dreams come true. And that's just not the case. That's nope. not the case. And that's a hard lesson to learn sometimes. Right. It is. And it is. And it, it, it teaches you to rely on your own intuition and your own strengths and not put the blame. I mean, we're a blame society. We, we want to play the victim. We want other people to solve our, solve our problems for us. We want other people to give us the answers to things and make things easier. Um, and, and that's usually by leading the way. That's why there's bosses and there's someone who's in charge, right? Because you gravitate towards their level of energy, their expertise, like what they promised you, all the things. Um, but I think recognizing too, we all, we all want to paint the best picture of ourselves. So in fairness, that person, you know, sold me the dream because that was his dream too. And just because he wasn't capable of like bringing it to fruition, I had to acknowledge like he's got the tools he has and he's doing the best he can. And I either have to meet him where he is and help build the dream, or I have to excuse myself to go find my own dream or to see what's next for me. And so it was a hard decision to leave that space because honestly, I thought I would never I would never not work with them. Um, and it, and it taught me a a lot of valuable lessons in a, how this business works, at least, you know, back then and how I wanted to not show up in this industry, how, how maybe Mm -hmm. I could make it differently in the future. And, um, 
I've made it my mission now. Like anytime I ever walk into a place, I am very clear with my intentions on why I'm there, what I hope to do for my own self um, and and my, my exit strategy at one point so that everything's clear and upfront that there's no guesswork that needs to happen. Um, and I think you don't always know what that is when you when you start at a place. You don't know if you maybe want to be a salon owner. You're not going to start off as the assistant saying, I'm going to leave one day and take six people with me. So just so you know, I'm letting you know that up front, okay? Like I'm going to open a salon in 10 years after you teach me everything you know. Like people don't start out always knowing the things and it takes time and it takes the seasons that you go through in this business to, to recognize that whether you're in the beauty industry or if you're just a creative entrepreneur doing something, you know, with clients that you're, you're, you're figuring out what best serves the type of clients you want. And then also, you know, what environment you feel supported. in. if you're what do they say? If you're the smartest person in the room, you know, find a new room. Mm-hmm. I like that. I do like that because I think you should always be being inspired and growing. But what if you're the only person in the room? <laughs> what if you have a solo salon? What if you have the solo suite? Like then, then how does that apply to you? You know, then, then you look outwards and you're looking at people who are providing content and value with like what you have, like your education page, right? Staying around people who are growing in the way that you want to be growing, that type of environment. Like you wouldn't follow someone on social media, or I mean, some of us probably do, that we despise, that we don't want to be like. I mean, how many of us are watching the Kardashians and nobody really wants to look like that? <laughs> We're just like, wow, that's fascinating. I didn't know someone's body could look like that. Or like, what a life that they have. But you're still ingesting maybe propaganda that's not supporting your energy goals or your vision goals. So, yeah. I mean, I could share a million stories of, of people I've seen to stay in situations that didn't support, but I've also can share a ton of positive ways where I've seen people grow and spread their wings and they never thought they'd be a salon owner and they've gone off and opened their own space or people that thought they could never not be in a big salon thrive when they're, you know, independent with just them and their client. You know, I never thought I'd want to be in a space by myself and here I am. I love it. Like I love it, but it wasn't what I needed when I started. I needed to be around that energy. I needed to be around people doing crazy shit. I needed to to learn all the things. Um, so sometimes it takes time. And I think there's, I think there's seasons, right? I think there's seasons and there's reasons for things because how are you going to know all of these things. If you don't go through that, if you don't have these hardships, you know, outgrowing relationships, outgrowing salon environments or creative environments, like we have to go through that shit in order to figure out, because I don't know a lot of people who are born and they trust their gut their entire life. Like they are zoned in on it. Radar. No, that doesn't happen because things get lost in the mix. We allow social media to come in, friends, family, like all kinds of shit, you know, traumas. So I think that it takes us going through the good and the bad and the failure is the the best teacher. I hate that word failure, but learning lessons, the struggle, that's where you really learn. And you, you begin to hone into your gut. And it's like, I think we need to normalize ending friendships, outgrowing friendships, outgrowing salon environments or creative environments or businesses or business partners. Like it's okay. It's fucking okay. What worked five years ago doesn't necessarily need to work now. What worked 20 years ago doesn't necessarily need to work. I hope, I hope it's gotten bigger and better in 20 years, but I, I don't feel like that's a that's a normal conversation that we have. It's like, Oh, I don't want to lose this friend or I don't want to this person be mad at me. And it's like, it's okay. It's totally okay. We need to acknowledge that. 
I think we both can recognize that comes from those people pleasing tendencies that we have. And I think if you're in this industry, you probably are a people pleaser at some level because we morph into exactly what it is our client needs so that they'll like us and then they'll like their hair. Like it's just part of the deal. Same with anybody who, who has a client base. Generally, you're some level of people pleaser. That's why this industry brings you joy because at the end, your client is pleased and therefore they're happy. So you're happy. Like it's this ever evolving cycle of like, well, are you happy? Cause then I'm happy. Right. And so that's that serves its purpose. And like you said, with the seasons, I love that like example, because it's so true. The season before I had Kai, my needs were so different than after I had my son, like the yeah. environment was amazing for those 10 years before I had him. Uh, it filled every, pretty much it checked every box. And then after I had him, it wasn't as, you know, it wasn't as great because I was the only one, one of the only ones at the salon that had a kid and um, the ability to work part-time and come and go as I please and rework my schedule just wasn't available. And I at least had the awareness that I wasn't going to shit on someone who you want to run your business that way. I respect that. I respect that. Therefore I'll respectfully leave so that I can find somewhere that will support that. And you can have someone come in. That was like the old version of me who wants to work six days a week and be part of the big team. That is totally, I get that. She had a vision, a, a brand culture that she wanted to uphold. And I love that she didn't cave, even though she loved me to death and she really kind of probably wanted to, you know? So you got to have some level of awareness and respect that like, though it felt like a loss, I was able to move on and she was able to like fill that space with someone who could be a better team partner for what it was she was trying to create. And Luckily, she, I guess, didn't have those people-pleasing tendencies because she was stuck to what she wanted and she was able to keep the vision of the salon going for the greater good of not just her, but her brand and everyone else that was in that space. Because had she done that for me, she would have had to do it for everybody else. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't quite say I saw it in the moment. I definitely had some level of respect for her holding her ground. But now after I've been gone from there several years, I can totally in my awareness state of, you know, I'm so smart now. Um see, that's what she was doing. And I totally honor that. And I, I, I think I should probably reach out. Rebecca, if you're listening, I totally love you and respect you. And I'm so glad that you taught me some things, you know, inadvertently through doing that. So kudos to her. Love that. I yeah. love that. And I love that we're able to step back. Like once we've kind of been removed from the situation, you can see where maybe you thought the door was closing on you, like the Indiana Jones, right? Like you're trying to slide under that door and it's heavy and it's coming down fast. And you're like, Oh my God, am I going to make it? And you feel like maybe this is the end. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do without this, whether it's a friendship or, you know, a working relationship, it feels like that door is, is closing, slamming shut on you. But the wonderful thing is life is crazy. And life is pointing you in a different direction. That's why that door is so heavy. It's not supposed to be opened by you again. Okay. <laughs> Don't try to open that. So when, true. But when those doors get shut, it's easy to feel defeated. And, and I am probably, I'm working on it. I am a constant work in progress, but I, I will let myself spiral where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm I can't believe this. I, they don't want me to work there and I'm a piece of shit and I'm garbage and I'm fucking trash. And it's my whole career is over. And I don't even know why I'm taking up oxygen on this planet. I mean, hi that y'all that's, that's my brain. Real talk. Uh, that's right. In a nutshell. Yeah. Which is why I'm trying to get out of this nutshell. No, but it's, I definitely have a tendency to spiral and I can't see the bigger picture at the time. And I think a lot of us can't, you know, I'm grateful to my husband who has perspective. He has that bird's eye view perspective, right? He can see a lot of different situations where I have tunnel vision. I can't see the forest through the trees. 
And I get so frustrated when that door shuts in my face. Two years later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad that door shut in my face because that was the universe's way of being like, no bitch, wrong fucking door, wrong door. Here's where you're supposed to go. But we don't always have that insight and that wisdom and that ability when we're in the moment. And it can feel earth shattering. It can feel debilitating and defeating, but it's not, it's not. It's probably the beginning of something better and bigger and fucking different. And that only comes with like that muscle. Like when you flex that muscle a couple of times, you learn to let go a lot quicker. And I recently experienced that. I was just sharing all of this. I don't even know what to fucking call it. This good juju that is coming my way. Opportunities. People are just finding their way into my life because I let a door close that I was trying to hold open with both feet and hands and like just trying to make something work because you know, I don't know. I don't fucking know why. I guess because, you know, I'm stubborn and I, I thought that was if I just kept trying harder, I could make it work out. Um, so it's interesting, you know, and I, I kind of knew deep down if I do let this go, it'll create a more time for me to figure out the next thing or B like this has been so blinding because I'm so in it. That's probably why your husband's so good because he can see the bird's eye view is him not in it. You're in the yeah. shit. It's so it's so you're so <laughs> in it and inundated with all of the it's hard to think clearly and it's hard to yeah. see with any sort of perspective when you're actually in it. That's why someone close to you can say the exact same thing, but then you can go to a life coach or a therapist or hear fucking Tony Robbins say it. And you're like, Oh my God. And your, your, your husband's like, bitch, I've been saying that to you for six goddamn months. And you're like, yeah, no, I know. Oops. I totally know that. I, but uh, it just landed differently yesterday when Tony Robbins said it, you know, it's just the mind is a fucking crazy thing. And I think the more personal development you do, the more awareness you gain around yourself and your needs and really start to figure out who you are and how you operate, it will help you make better decisions when the time comes, when you start to move through the season that you're in and allow for the next thing to come your way and, and not be so, you know, worked up about it and, and not be so emotional about it. Cause it is hard to make rational decisions when you're in your emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's why you see people get so fucking pissed off. Salon owners in particular, I'm talking to you. When people leave, it feels like a personal attack. You feel like you've invested so much time, maybe money in growing. Let's say it was an assistant who then became a stylist and then they became a leader in your space. And I don't know, you spent thousands of dollars to get them through trainings of stuff. And then they decide they want to go off and open their own salon. It blows my mind that you know, I've seen opportunities where salon owners can then be a part of that person's next level of success. But instead they're like, fuck you. Don't let the door hit you in the ass, you know, and fuck you for taking people. And it just makes them look bad versus you were going to leave anyways. You know, had you had the, the ability to approach them and say, Hey, I know you're really open to people like moving on and opening. Would you possibly coach and mentor me? And then all I would do is sing your praises of if you're a new stylist and you want coaching and mentorship, you'll gain that. And you'll have all the tools you need to go open your own salon. You should go work for so-and-so they're amazing. So supportive. Like there's ways to go about up-leveling this industry that are next level. Like I've thought of so many, I mean, I think they're clever ways of like current salon owners investing in new one wannabe salon owners next level. Like how can I invest in your business? Taking 10% of their company by giving them 10 grand to, you know, stock their back bar and retail shelves. I mean, they're, the possibilities are endless to diversify and become a partner in this industry versus like your salon against mine or, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be, you see that that's, it, it's not just our industry. It's not just the beauty industry. Gyms are like that. Restaurants are kind of like that. Um, 
it happens all over. So I'm not just saying it's us that do it, but I think unfortunately there isn't a whole lot of business savvy, business focused, business minded people who own salons. And please, if you're one of them, don't take this as a, a, a dig. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying if, if we're given the tools to give these other people that work for us greater resources to grow within our space, A, they might decide they don't want to leave because it, you really are transparent with how hard it is to be a salon owner and, and manage the team. And, and maybe they'd rather just be your right hand and step into some leadership roles in your place. Or maybe they're you re ready to open a second location and you've just found your next business partner. I mean, the possibilities really are endless when it comes to that. So having that open line of communication with whoever you work with is, I think, the biggest gift you can give to anybody that works for you. Absolutely. And I think, uh, I think our industry is known for sort of that competition mindset where it's like, you know, your salon versus mine. And it's, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and I think that it's changing. I, I do, do think that it's changing and shifting because of people like us having these conversations on social media and on podcasts and, you know, elevating each other, because when we raise each other, we raise our industry, we raise the standard of the industry. So I have to say, I'm super happy to see changes like that happening in our industry. Is it enough? No. <laughs> uh, you know, will it ever be enough? I don't, I don't know, but I, I think that, I think that things are shifting and I think that more people are having those conversations about, Hey, you know, like, I'd love to support you. I know you want to move on because at the end of the day, I think it's unrealistic to think somebody's going to stay in your life forever. Like, right. Think about all the friendships you've had. Think about your elementary school friends, your high school friends, you know, relationships, we, we grow, we evolve, we change. Yep. And instead of being that scarcity mindset, Jess, we talk about this all the time, that scarcity mindset of it's you versus me. It's I'll help you. You help me. Like I'm, so, it should be, I'm so proud of you for, for outgrowing this, this phase, this stage of your life. How can I help you in the next phase and the next stage of your life and in your career and in your business, you know? I could not agree more. And I know sometimes like when we get in our tone and texture of these podcasts, sometimes things can maybe come off a little raw and around the edges and you're like, oh, fucking that's, I don't, just that's kind of, well, that, if you feel that type of way, like I challenge you to lean into that feeling and be like, it's maybe what they're saying, kind of what either I'm doing or someone I know is doing, because it's only when we get really like honest with ourselves around what we're dealing with, what we're, what we're putting up with, what we're putting out there that we can then make a change for the better, whether it's for you personally or the environment that you're in. If you love where you're at, how could you one day emulate that and like open a place of your own? That's exactly the same. But I think the real change makers in our industry right now are the independent solo suite owners that are redefining what it is to be business owners in this space. I mean, that didn't, anybody who worked alone in my early day worked from home and you were just kind of yeah. like a kitchen hairdresser. Yeah. I think, uh, before the last couple of years, I think sweet, when you thought about a sweet owner, you thought, ah, well, that's where hairstylists go to die. Totally. Okay. So that's the end of your career. So I, I want to share a story real quick. If I, if I may about sort of when, you know, it's time to move on. Um, I was working at a salon and the, the salon is beautiful and wonderful. And the people are, I just, I need to say that it started out great. It started out. It was exactly what I needed when I needed it. And then it became a little more toxic and not necessarily the salon, but maybe me. <laughs> okay. It was me. Um, 
I started feeling types of ways and I really had to like step back and question myself. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with you, sir? I like, why are you feeling possessive? Or why are you, you know, angry when they told you to put your fucking color back in your locker? Like they tell everybody that, like, why are you getting shitty? So I really had to do like a lot of deep digging and I I wasn't ready to go there with myself. So there, a situation came and they basically hired a, a stylist who used to be my assistant. I got rid of her. They brought her back. And I was like, the fucking fuck is this? Um, listen, it's either them or me. Okay. And, um, I did not expect them to be like, okay, we choose them. I was like, oh, buckets, Charlie. So what am I supposed to do with this? But the thing is, I had already started to build like some resentment and just some like, I don't know, even toxic behaviors. Again, the salon itself was not toxic. The people were not toxic. It's like sometimes oil and vinegar just don't mix. And it had gotten to that oil and vinegar position. So I had to take a hard look and I, I decided to leave, but here's the thing. I was so fucking pissed. Y'all the shit I said about people like it was awful because I was in a bad way and I was angry with myself and I was angry with the situation. So I didn't realize at the time that was the Indiana Jones door coming down on me saying, nah, bitch, go this way, go this way. I got something bigger and better. So I ended up at a salon suite and I had wanted to go into a suite. I was scared. I was literally scared to pull the trigger and the universe knew this. Okay. (laughs) So the universe said, you are a dense, hard-headed bitch. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to knock real hard on your head and then I'm going to have to close that door. And that's exactly what happened. And what I thought was the end of the world. And how could these people betray me? And they were my family. Hmm. No, they understood my energy and their energy weren't working anymore. And it was time for me to move on. And I talked about a salon suite all the time, which I'm sure that hurt feelings. I get it. I can see it now, but it catapulted me into sweet ownership. And it catapulted me into me finally launching my private education that I had been talking about. I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing now if I were still in a, an open concept salon. I, I just wouldn't have. And looking back, I'm so grateful. I am so incredibly grateful for that entire experience. And, you know, all of it, I learned so much and more than anything, I learned a lot about myself and I learned, you know, trust your gut, listen to your intuition. And I, I just, I was scared. I let fear hold me back. I became toxic. I didn't realize it at the time. And for me to, to be like, was I the toxic one? Mm. Nobody ever wants to think they are. And, and I love Justin, you said earlier, like if you're feeling some type of way, like maybe this is, maybe this is a cue. Maybe this is a message to like step back and like, is it me? What is it about me? Like, what is this situation? Why is it rubbing me the wrong way? Because I can see now how my behaviors, my actions, my aura, all of that were like, no, 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 no. Pointing me in another direction. So it can be scary. It absolutely can be scary. And, and you're allowed to feel however the fuck you want to feel. Right. Amen. Um, the wonderful thing about feelings is they aren't forever. And once you get sort of past that hurt or, you know, shock or whatever it may be that you're feeling, then it, then you're like, Oh, 
I see. I see how it was supposed to be this whole time. I couldn't see it until now. And now I wouldn't change my situation for the world. Everything I went through, it's been exactly how it was supposed to be. It led me to this very moment on this podcast, speaking with you, telling this exact story. It literally, I'm like walking through my whole career in my head as you're like sharing that. And it's so true. It's like in it sometimes I was like, why, why is this happening? Or why am I going through this? Or why am I having to deal with this certain situation or environment or whatever the case may be? But it helped develop me into the the person I am now. And without all of those lessons and all of that, we wouldn't have much to talk about on this fucking show. So, <laughs> you know, you, you have, you have to have gone through the seasons in order to like, you know, have the outcome. And I, I love the Indiana Jones, like door analogy because it is true. I mean, you literally can see the ball rolling down to close the door. And it's like, you have this panic moment where it's like, do you jump back in really quick and still eat that shit sandwich that you know what it tastes like? Or do you, you know, get out of the way so you don't get hurt and just jump and see what's next. And I think that's the scariest part about, you know, not having clarity and knowing what's going to happen. I mean, especially as women, I talk about this all the time and I'm not to bad mouth us as women, but I know predominantly that's who listens to this show. If we know what the outcome is going to be, we are 10 times more likely to say yes to the thing. Like how many times people invite you to something and you need to know details. You need to know what you're supposed to wear, when you're going to be there, who's going to be there. What are we eating? What are we drinking? Like all the things. Now, how often have someone been like, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but like around six, six 30, like some of us, I don't know who are going to go meet at this one place. I don't know the name of it. Can you commit to come a hundred percent? And you're like, Oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I'll be there. I don't care. I need, I don't need to know any details. Never. That yeah. never happened. That would never happen. That was like, like that you're all, everyone's like, well, no, no. That That's gave me anxiety. Now. Actually. You just saying that I'm like, Oh, okay. No, God, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I know myself at 9am I'll commit to a 7pm dinner with exactly who I know all the things. And I'll still not want to go to that. Correct. Thing. You know, like also. it sounded great at 7am, but by seven, like 645, I'm already like washing my face and going to bed and coming up with a cop out. So I don't have to show up. Like, yeah. Same. Oh my God. I'm so glad I'm not alone. (laughs) Oh, I think it's a hairdresser thing. I will totally dub us as that. Like we are all for everything in the morning. So we're have we're highly caffeinated. And then by like when the coffee drops off around four or five, all we can do is think about getting out of there and not talking to anybody. Yeah, that's so true. Who wants to have a party where no one talks to anybody? I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sign me up, please. And thank you. Oh my God. This is a random tangent off of this. So I hope this guy has given you some perspective on recognizing your environment and when it's time to move on because it is it, maybe not even time to move on, but just recognize the environment that you're in. And maybe if there's a, if changes need to happen, a start with yourself. Is it me? Yeah. Is it me that's causing the environment to be what I don't want it to be? Can I show up differently to create a better environment for myself? Right. If you are somewhere where you desperately don't ever want to leave, you love it so much. There's no way in hell you'd ever leave. What energy could you be bringing to the space that would change the dynamic for not just yourself, but everybody around you? Is that going to require more leadership from you? Is that going to require you to show up as the energy in which you wish to receive? Because because sometimes if we've gotten to that point where you were getting toxic, you were probably coming in and being a total cunt there for you were getting yeah. that back from everybody else. Yeah. So Wondering you, what's going on. If you showed up with donuts and coffee every morning and you were just on your high horse, just being the best energy you could be guaranteed. People would be like, Oh my God. you like you, the people match your energy. Yeah. And you know, it's so much easier to be like, well, you weren't acting like that. So I didn't act like that. It's like in a relationship, but like, I'll yeah. try if you try, but you try first. <laughs> like, blame game. Yay. Woo. Oh my God. The blame game. So fun. I rode that train for so long. Uh, <laughs> served me zero minus zero. 
Um, but yeah, again, that took quite a many years to re- recognize again, we're both in our forties. So if you're not, give yourself some grace. If you're in the thick of things still like trust that, but you know what I heard the other day, silent appointments. Have you? Yeah. That's a new this? thing in our industry. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that real quick on this one? Yeah. I, like I, um, I, I didn't even know what they were. I mean, I understand the concept of it. I was like, but can a stylist request a stylist, a, a silent appointment? That was also my question. I mean, the same person. <laughs> you know, we've been doing hair a long time when. <laughs> Sit down, shut up and don't make eye contact with me, client. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. No, I think that, I think it's really cool that our industry is, we're a very open-minded industry and very progressive. And, you know, I think that our industry as a whole wants everybody to feel included and I, silent appointments. When I saw that, I was like, no fuck. Tell me more. Tell me more. I think it's so cool because you know what? We never know what's going on in somebody's life. Right. And there's a lot of energy that is exchanged in a hair appointment. And also I will just put us hairstylists on blast. Sometimes we're not always the most professional. Okay. Sometimes we like to talk about like what we did on Friday night and how we got fucking wasted or like how we ended up at some dude's house or like, I mean, I've heard stories about these types of people. I mean, I have never. Right. I know me neither. I've just heard. Right. Repeated myself eight times to every single client that walked in the door that day. And how many times does your coworker have to hear the same fucking story out of your fucking mouth? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, I think silent appointments are cool. I think it can be beneficial for, for both parties. Like what, how do you feel about it, Jess? Like what's your take on it? Hey, in my old age now, I think it's amazing. I love, I'm the type of person that could make it from point A to point B and totally forget to put the radio on. Like I'm at that phase of my life where I welcome quiet and stillness and I'd love just, that's why like, it's nice to go outside, right. To listen to the wind and the breeze and the birds. And, you know, to me, things can be so distracting. And when you are in a creative process, I, I used to get comments from clients like, cause when I'm cutting, I'm really quiet. I got this weird head tilt and I got my, I'm super into it. Right. And I, I would, a lot of my guy clients too, the way like this technique that I use, they're like, wow, like it's just so amazing to watch you cut. You're so focused. And I'm like, okay, cool. Stop talking to me so I can focus. Like <laughs> I just, I get in the zone and I appreciate the quiet and the stillness, you know, just like when I'm trying to highlight somebody and they're constantly trying to turn around and talk to me and move their head. I'm like, can you, if you can't talk and not move your head, like I can't work on you. So it, it, I'm making jokes, but in the reality of it, I think it is a beautiful thing because I think we fill space with words that sometimes don't need to happen. Sometimes that might be the only quiet time that mom's getting to come in and just fucking think for herself, right? It might be the only time that that person has time to process something really gnarly that just happened to them, but they don't give themselves that opportunity because it's expected to chat with your hairdresser and be light and fluffy. And we're always like the fun person to chat with and like spill the tea and all the things. So a lot of times we get into that you know, repetitiveness where we just do it without thinking and we don't really check in with ourselves and be like, what, what, what could I really use in the next two hours? Can I put a podcast in and not speak to my hairdresser or does that, does my hairdresser need to just put a podcast in and not talk to me? Um, I knew a barber once he always had his headphones on. Yeah. He didn't talk to any of his clients and I, and he was booked as fuck. Yeah. They, did, they didn't care. Cause they, they got the best haircut of their life. Cause he was in the zone. They sat there, they held still. I mean, he did the best work I'd seen. And I, I would come up to, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you don't talk to your clients. He's like, I mean, I'll, I'll give him a head nod. He's like, but if I don't want to talk, I don't talk. 
Mm. And this was years ago. And I used to think, well, that's, well, uh, Hey, if it works for you, how can I, I can't talk shit about it. And, um, I I feel like we just are space fillers. And I will also say being in an environment with you were making jokes about people, you know, sharing the same story over and over about your bad Friday night with your clients. I've been in an environment where I've been forced to listen to someone else do that mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And the exhaustion of just like the way mm. that they are telling the story, it's like, I don't want to hear that either. So yeah. I think in the grand scheme of keeping this industry as professional as possible. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't resonate with any of that. Like I definitely don't want silent appointments. Fine. We're just chatting about something that's been coming up right now. But I think that's the beautiful thing about having um, sweet, sweet ownerships is that it can just be you and that client. If you do want to have an intimate conversation, you can, or maybe try asking your client, what do you need from me in this appointment? Do you want some quiet time to yourself? Do you have things you need to work on? Maybe would you like to read? Um, mm. I'm, I'm happy to give you some space and maybe we can chat like while I'm styling you at the end, or do you want to oh, chat I for like a few that. minutes and then you have some time? Like, let me, what do you need? Right. Not just like, can I get you a drink? Sit down, put a smock on. Cool. Show me a picture. And then you go mix up and come back and you're like, okay, so let, where did we leave off six weeks ago? Fill me in. You yeah. know, it's just like we, we space fill. But yeah. again, there are probably some clients that come to us that, that they look forward to their six week appointments. And like that girl I was telling you about that would say all that shit to her clients. They depended on, it was like showing up to the soap opera. They wanted to know they came, I think her, she did good, you know, work but I think they also came to her because they were like girl I, I, I've been on pins and needles since my last appointment like I'm even a couple days early because I need to know what happened with what like you know it was just it's wild so I mean again to each their own but I Do- also I think that's really cool about our industry and and you had mentioned being a chameleon earlier we have this amazing ability to become sort of I don't know. We're center stage, right? We're performers. We're also artists and scientists and all of those things, but we're also chameleons. And there was a time and a place in my career, just like you, Jess, where I was like, rock on, like, let's talk about juicy celeb gossip and Kim K's new butt. And, and now I'm like, if we could just shut up and I could just like do my shit, that would be so cool. I just want to talk, you know, very little, but you know, different, different seasons. Right. And, and we learn what works for us and we draw clients to us who either have that same energy or want that same energy. So if you are constantly, like I used to be that girl, I would tell crazy stories. Oh my God, I would come to work fucked up. I'm not proud of it, but I would come to work fucked up. I would tell crazy stories, same story, like, but, and guess who the people sitting in my chair were those type of frequency humans, I no longer have those frequency of humans in my chair because I've cultivated an environment that isn't that way anymore. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and that's the thing, like you generally stop attracting people that you don't want to have certain conversations with anymore. And, um, that's a beautiful thing. And it's funny. I'll, I'll never, hmm, this is kind of like a deep, I don't even, I mean, I had a client once share some gnarly shit that had happened to her. It was like some domestic violence shit with her and her boyfriend. And she opened up and shared it with me after we'd got, I mean, she'd been my client for a couple of years at that point. And guess who walked in at the end of her appointment, Mm. her boyfriend. And she was not expecting him to show up. She looked at me. I looked at her, we finished her appointment and I never saw her again. It was Mm. almost like him showing up made it real or like, I now know who he is. I don't know. It was so at such a deep level. I was so disturbed because I was like, it's almost like that you were, who do I call CPA? Like, yeah. you know, there's not, 
people need to make their own decisions. But then at the same time, I think she felt like she overshared and was probably embarrassed to come back and see me. And so I took some responsibility for allowing that conversation to take place. But then again, we can't, you know, you can't direct everything. Like people are going to say what they want to say. Um, But I think we can be the beacon of light for a lot of people where they look up to us in the sense of that we are good at holding space. And so it is part of the privilege of what we get to do. Um, But you also, you know, give your client a hug and say, you know, I don't really feel comfortable having like certain conversations. I hope you totally understand. I love you. I want nothing but the best for you. Honestly, if you do need help, like you can talk to me, but I would, I, I, it would make me more comfortable if maybe we didn't have these type Mm -hmm. of conversations. Like, it's hard to say that, but you know, as the, as the established professional, you know, sometimes when you, when you can hold your own boundaries are for you, they're not for other people Yeah. and protecting your own, you know, best interest in your energy, it falls on you and your responsibility, not your salon's environment, not your clients. Like, you know, we have to figure that out and you only know that through trial and error and through things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. I've never had someone share something like that with me again, because I now know how to redirect conversation very fucking well. If I feel yeah. like something's going down a path I do not want to have, I will redirect the fuck out of that conversation. <laughs> like, like if they're like all up in my business asking me shit, I'm just like, oh my God, remember you told me last week you bought, well, like I'm so good at like remembering random deflect, shit. Deflect, deflect, deflect. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll just straight up lie and be like, I have to go to the bathroom. Like I'll just interrupt myself right now. Or I'll be like, Oh, I forgot I have to move my car. And you know, I don't know. I'll just come up with something to excuse myself if they're processing or whatever the case may be. Cause you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> oh my God. So we're going to put a bow on this. You guys, if you are in a season of life where you maybe need some more clarity around your environment, if things don't feel like they're serving you that well, um, this is where it's fun to deep dive with a coach or a mentor and kind of like, that's where we call picking your brain. But you know, in the world of this is what we do for a living, it's, it's called book a discovery call and you can sit down and kind of map out what's working, what's not working. Um, you know, Soraya and I are coming up with, do we put together a group program for you guys so we can hold space, um, collectively, or would you prefer doing more one-on-one? If you're listening to this episode, please Shoot let us, us know. DM, let us know what you want. <laughs> we'll give the people what they want. That's because that's what we like to do. Because we're people pleasers. You know, we really are. We are. We're working on we are. Yeah. We you are. guys, we want to please you people. You are our people. <laughs> if you're listening and you love these episodes, please share them with a friend right now. As soon as you're done listening, send it to somebody you think could find us entertaining, annoying, helpful, and all of the above. All of the above. Social media. Let us know you're listening. Let us know that we're not just talking into microphone by ourselves. <laughs> we would talk to each other like this anyways. We just thought Absolutely. you might find it interesting to talk or listen in on, on, <laughs> on the crazy because we're just like you. And if you're crazy passionate about this industry and you're looking to up-level your game behind the chair, please tune into Blonding Crew and check out all that education that Sarai puts out into the world. She does it with the utmost attention to detail, blood, sweat, and tears, everything she has on that page is just like next level. And I think what you're doing is changing the industry. So thank you for working as hard as you do is you bring so much amazing education to our space so that we can be the best that we can be. I think you're just a goddess. Well, I'm going to go cry now. Thank Yay, you. Go cry in there. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. No, I, I we're, we're better together and I want to do my part. I want to share as much of my information and myself and 
you know, all that I've acquired over the last 20 years in this industry. And I just want to help people. I genuinely just want to fucking help people because we try to do it alone and it's really difficult. So I created a community of like-minded, open-minded humans, good vibing motherfuckers. I teach you some hair shit and I teach you some life shit. That's about it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So if you guys are interested in doing something with us, we don't even know what it is. Yeah. Let what, us know. What word should they text me? Bad bitches. What should they text? Oh, I, li- I mean, I like bad that. motherfucker. I mean, that's a lot of letters to text. That is what it what, <laughs> what if you just send me what emoji should could they send me in a text to note to let me know that they're interested? What about See, the what? light? Just send me the lightning bolt emoji. If you're interested in working with Sarai and I in some capacity, we have no idea what it's going to be. Whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever we put together, you'll be the first to know. And you can either say fuck off or you can say I'm in. Let's go. Um, yeah. So text the lightning bolt to 619. 619- Three three two thirty forty five. That's six one nine three three two thirty forty five. The little lightning bolt, and we'll see if we can make some magic happen. Oh yeah! Give me the one liner, you cheesy old lady. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're done with the bad mom jokes for now. I gotta go. Okay, we'll send you guys so much love. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend. Like, send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically. Oh, 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 oh,